Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is brought to you by Big Things Crewing. Big Things Crewing is a company we started where we cater to ultra marathon runners. We can get you to the start line with training and coaching programs, or we can get you to the finish line with crewing and pacing. If it has anything to do with ultra marathons, we can help you out. That's what we specialize in. How are you guys? Uh, hopefully you all had a good weekend. Uh, we spent the weekend out at one of the only ultra marathons that is still happening through all this coronavirus, COVID, pandemic, lockdown, quarantine, shutdown. Uh, we were at the Silver Heels 100 out in beautiful Fair Play, Colorado. And it was a good weekend. You know, we saw a lot of people uh, crossing that finish line. And um, it was great, man. It was a good weekend. Just happy to be there. Happy to be a part of it. Um, you know, if you're looking for an ultra marathon, um, Human Potential Running Series still has one more coming up. It's the Sangre de Cristo 200. So if you're looking for an ultra, uh, you just got to dig. But there's still a couple out there. Um, there's probably not too many other ones happening this year, but there are a couple. And luckily, we're going to be a part of that one, too. So we're out there. We're out there on the weekends, climbing big mountains, helping people achieve their dreams, doing big things. That's what it's all about for us. I got another awesome podcast for you guys today. I am pretty pumped to uh, be sending it out. Um it's another one revolving around Nolan's 14. Hope you guys don't think I'm too obsessed with the whole Nolan's thing, but uh, fact of the matter, I kind, fact of the matter is, I kind of am. Uh, I love all things Nolan's 14. Maybe one of these days I'll be able to check it off the bucket list. But until then, I'm still just gonna keep uh, geeking out and interviewing other people who have. And today I am interviewing Sarah Hansel. Well, it's more of a conversation than an interview. I'm no good at interviewing, but I can kind of have a conversation. Uh, Sarah Hansel, she just set the unsupported women's FKT. It was uh, 57 hours and some change, and she went from south to north, northbound. So, um, yeah, I just couldn't wait to talk to her and find out what her experience was and then geek out on all the little routes she took and... The route hangups she had. Um, yeah, man, I just love hearing anything to do with uh, that beautiful line in the Swatch Range. If you're not familiar with what Nolan's 14 is, it's a 100 mile point to point with 14, 14,000 foot peaks in there. And uh, you can take pretty much any route you want as long as you start at one end and finish at the other and summit all of those 14, 14,000 foot peaks. 
It's uh, extremely difficult, as I've stated before. Um, you know, I think I went on a little bit too much about it in my last podcast with Joey Campanelli. So I've got a couple Nolan 14 podcasts in a row here. But you know what? That's what's happening this summer in Colorado. There's not a whole lot of races, but there's a lot of people going after Nolan's. So uh, I'm trying to stay on the ball and, and get the dirt from all the people who've been out there and you know, whether they finish it or not, I mean, that doesn't matter to me. I just love hearing all the, the gory details. Even getting out there and doing, you know, four, six, eight, ten peaks is huge, a huge accomplishment. Um, you know, in my last podcast, I, I just, I had mentioned that uh, I had a buddy out that week who had done ten peaks. And this week, I had another buddy who was out and did nine peaks, I believe. Um, he was going south and he finished with Columbia. So yeah, finished nine peaks. So, you know, and again, that's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, he was out there for a long, long time and, uh, it's legit. I mean, that is a huge accomplishment. So I'm not taking anything away from anybody who goes out and bangs out nine peaks because, uh, that's no joke. You know, and, and anybody who really does complete the 14, you know, especially under the allotted 60-hour time limit, it, it's just incredible. And my hat's off to them. And uh, Sarah Hansel went out there and just crushed it. You know, she uh, she chose to do it unsupported. So that means she was getting no help and no aid from anybody else. And it was just her in the mountains for 60 hours. You know, that means she's going through the night all by herself out there and uh, not getting very much sleep. I think she said she slept, she tried sleeping a couple different times, but overall just slept a few minutes here and there. And uh, it's just uh, incredible and just an inspiring, just really, really inspiring journey. So like I said, I just love hearing about this stuff and I hope you guys do too. So that's about it for this week. I hope you guys dig the conversation I had with Sarah. She seems like a really cool person. Um, And I just love chatting with her. So uh, that's about it. Um, If you guys want to support this podcast, you can share it. You can leave me a review. You can, I don't know, like it, thumbs up it, whatever you do nowadays. But uh, give me a shout if you do like it. I love hearing from you guys. Um, I spent the better part of today making a, a video for, uh, it's a how to pace an ultra marathon video that I recorded over the weekend at the Silver Heels 100. So if you want to check that out, it's on my Facebook page, it's on the social media pages, it's all over the place. So, um, check it out. Let me know what you guys think. If there's anything to add or subtract, I love hearing all you guys, opinions and and I love hearing what you guys have for me so um this is uh you know we're we're a part of a big community here this isn't all about me this isn't about our business I just love connecting with with all you guys I love hearing from you guys and uh so give me a shout you can find me at big-things-crewing.com and we're on all the socials and we're out there Every weekend we're out there banging big mountains and, you know, running long distances and camping in the back of our trucks. So, um, yeah, that's about it. 
Hope you guys have a great week. And I will talk to you guys soon. Do big things, baby. Hello, Sarah. Hey, I think I got it to work. Hey, all right. Good deal. How are you? Very well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Sounds like you've had an interesting day out rescuing dogs and... Oh my god. I just... <laughs> Yeah, I just found the cutest little puppy just in the middle of the road outside my house. Um, It happens like, this is like a once a month thing. People just drop them there. Oh, where do you live? (laughs) Uh, I'm in Aiken, South Carolina, and I'm like in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere on a dirt road. Um, But I've got a little horse farm, and I think people just are like, oh, there's a sucker. And if they don't want a dog, they just stick it in my yard. (laughs) What did you do with it? I have a, um, I just put it in the horse barn for now, and then I posted it online and called a bunch of the neighbors, but no luck so far. So, oh my gosh, that's kind Probably of heartbreaking. Did. Yeah, I'm. It had a collar on, but no tag. So somebody owns like it's somebody's dog. I just got to figure mm-hmm. out who's. So <sighs> hopefully, I don't have a new pet. Exciting day, right on. And yeah. uh, you work today too, right? So I, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, chat with me. Oh, no worries at all. I actually, I kind of cheated. I only did a half day. I was so tired that I, <laughs> I stopped at like two o'clock and I went back to sleep. <laughs> I <was> just <laughs> You probably. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty useless. And then my, one of my feet is still really swollen from the run. So wearing riding boots was like, it was torture. So ah. I'm going to give it one more day and see how I do tomorrow. Did you say riding boots? Yeah. So I train horses for a living and the oh, okay. boots are, are not very comfortable on a good day. But when your feet are messed up, they're horrible. Okay. So you live on a farm? I do. I've got, it's just like 12 acres. It's not anything fancy. Um, just a little farm in the middle of nowhere. Cool. Very cool. But, so... I'm sitting here talking to Sarah Hansel. Is that how you say your last name? Yeah, like Hansel and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel. All right. And you just uh, completed Nolan's 14, the epic, the epic Nolan's. And uh, it sounds like you did it unsupported and set an FKT. And uh, I believe it was like 57 hours and some change. Does that sound right? I think it was 57.43, but don't quote me on that because I honestly... I need to look it up. A bunch of people have asked me, and I'm like, I don't even know how many minutes it was. <laughs> I think it was, I think it was 57, 43. Wow. Um, so. That's amazing. Uh, uh, so I'm a big fan of the Nolan's line. I've spent a lot of time out there myself and, uh, you know, still kind of have it hanging over my head and have yet to make the, the, the full south to north or north to south. And, um, you know, it's just kind of on the bucket list still, but I'm super fascinated with with that line and, and anyone who completes it. Um, how did you first hear of Nolan 14? Um, I went out to do Leadville the year that Anna Frost ran it. Um, okay. I honestly, I didn't know what it was. I'd never climbed a 14er in my life. Um, wow. I tried to run Leadville and I dropped at mile 25 because of the altitude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I knew this girl was out there. Like we were running, I was running the race and I'm like, God, why are we down here? There's so many cool mountains. Like I want to be up in the mountains. 
And there was this girl up there tagging all the peaks. And I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. Like, that's what I want to be doing. I don't want to be running on roads. I want to be up there, like, in the screw fields and and doing all that. And I, it just kind of got stuck in my head. Um, And I literally, I'd never even, I never been there at that point. I think I tried, I think on that trip, I tried to climb one and I, like, made it halfway up and it was too much. And I bailed. (laughs) Um, so it's been it's been a steep learning curve <laughs> yeah yeah that's all part of it i guess so i took a peek yeah. at your ultra sign up and i was just being nosy a couple seconds before our call and uh it looks like you've done a bunch of ultra races in the past and some over in europe and it looks like a lot of mountain races as well so are, have most of those been since your Leadville attempt or how did how did your ultra running career kind of shake out um so I yeah so when I first learned about ultras um it was literally I was playing around on the internet and I think I'd run I was maybe prepping for my first 50k and I found a video of Killian Jornet running UTMB and they have that amazing footage of them going through the mountains and I was just like I don't it was the same thing with Nolan's I was like I don't even know what that is but I have to do that like I have to go to that place and run in those mountains and I figured out what it was and I got the points and I went to UTMB I think in 2016 um and was I did okay I was like 25th nothing special but good for South Carolina like coming from somewhere with no mountains sure definitely myself absolutely um and then when I was there somebody mentioned Tour de Gion so I did that the next year and was I want to say I was like eighth, mm-hmm. same thing, like not on the podium, but still like pretty oh. good for North Carolina. Um, and then I went back Definitely. the next year and did Monte Rosa, which is an amazing race. Like it, people don't know about it, but it's I think my favorite race over there. Um, since so I've done that one twice and been, I think third twice. What's the distance on that one? It's another hundred miler. Um, it's sort of, okay. it's more like hard rock. Like they're about maybe 300 people in each race, but it's just, you stay a lot okay. higher. Like you're up going through scree fields and across glaciers and you see a lot of wildlife and it's, it's just a lot more rugged than something like UTMB. Got it. Um, okay. I see. So it's definitely what I prefer is the more remote stuff. But For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so somewhere you came across Leadville. So if I understand this right, you were running Leadville and then you heard about Anna Frost up doing Nolan's 14. Mm-hmm. Okay. And where did you hear that she was doing that? Um, I want to say I just saw something on Facebook or something. And we sort of, we started tracking her okay. and like she'd tag the summits and a little thing would come in on your phone. Um, and I didn't even know like which, summits. I didn't know anything about it. Um, but I still sure. thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I was like, God, I want to, like, I've always wanted to be one of those people that's that cool. And I don't know how. Um, so I just kind of, <laughs> I don't know. I just was in the back of my brain. I was like, I just, I want to do stuff like that. And I figured out how to yeah. do it. <laughs> awesome. So, and if I, if I'm right here, you made a couple of Nolan's attempts before you actually succeeded, uh, you know, like last week or whenever it was when you finished, right? Yeah. I've, Did you make a couple of attempts in a couple of years previous? This was 
fourth attempt. Like my third like real attempt, but my fourth fourth overall. Okay. I had one that was yeah. kind of a major fail. Um <laughs> I've so got I a did it fails, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple of pretty awesome fails. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did it two years ago, and I was really stressed about sleeping through two nights. Or no, not mm-hmm. sleeping through two nights, about staying awake for two nights. So I took a bunch of um, like Z-Quil before I started. So okay. like a whole day's worth, so I'd sleep all afternoon. And then oh, okay. I was going to do a 1 a.m. start and I wake up at 1 a.m. and I'm like shoot there's storms coming in like we're gonna have to delay a day so I saw a day and then I took more ZQL (laughs) (laughs) so I start the next day and I I could not wake up like I was a zombie the whole time and I went as far as Yale and I started to I was just dizzy and sick and it might have been the altitude or it might have been the medicine I don't know and so I it. we like went we were going up the east ridge and I turn around halfway on the east ridge and I'm like I can't do this but I didn't feel well enough to hike all the way back down to avalanche so mm-hmm. I made my friend and I we curled up literally like right where the east ridge meets the Colorado trail we yep. curled up in a ball and it was like 50 mile an hour winds it was horrible and we slept there overnight um <laughs> for like probably 10 hours and then I get up in the morning and I'm like, okay, we can go back to the car now. I feel pretty good. And he just looks at me and he's like, we didn't just sleep on the side of a mountain for you to hike down in the morning. Like, you're going to keep going. <laughs> yeah. So I really felt great. And I was like, all right, you're right. I can't come from South Carolina and like quit after four mountains. Like, that's mm-hmm. horribly embarrassing. <laughs> so I kept going. Um, I had the, I mean, I still had the timer running. So I just did the 60 hours and I think I got to Winfield in like 57 hours and stopped oh, there. Wow. Okay. Um, That's pretty good. I had a great time. Like, the second day was great. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So that was a bit frustrating because I actually, I like sprinted into Winfield and like felt like I could have kept going, but I just didn't have enough time. So, yeah. Yeah. And that was, um, and so that was I, your first attempt? That was the first attempt. And then I did... Okay. I came back that fall and tried to go unsupported in like October and it was just too cold. Like I got up on and the wind was literally knocking me over and I, it just didn't seem safe to be out there alone. Okay. Was there any snow Um, up there? No, it was just, it was honestly, it was just like 50 mile an hour winds and it was supposed to be like that all weekend. And I, I just wasn't prepared for that. For sure. Um, And then last summer I came back and I had an awesome run. I mean, it wasn't quite as fast as this one, but it felt for me, it was fast. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was the year that had all the snow. So we got to Huron and it was the one mountain that I hadn't scouted personally that year. And it was the whole cool was full of snow. Oh, no. And so Andrew Hamilton was just like, we talked to him about it before, and he's like, oh, just walk up the snow, like, no problem. I'm like, <laughs> I have no experience with stuff like that. So anyway, so we get there, and the whole thing's full of snow. So, like, we literally just walk up the snow, and we didn't have to deal with any of those rocks or anything. You were just on top of it, and it was firm, and it was great. And we got to, like, the last 100 feet before the saddle where it gets really steep. Yep. And it was just, it was basically ice. I mean, it wasn't. You couldn't really kick steps into it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I had 
micro spikes, but I didn't have an axe and I didn't, I just didn't have enough gear or enough experience to go up. And so we tried to climb up the rocks, but I had a broken wrist. So I only had one hand that I could use. So that was a fail. And then we had, uh, my horse bucked me off. Uh, (laughs) So so you're attempting no one with a broken wrist, unsupported with a bunch of snow out there. That time I actually had a friend with me. Okay. Um, So I I did have a pacer. Thank goodness. Um, But yeah, so that was kind of brutal. We had to turn around and and do the walk of shame from Cozy Lake. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's shorter than the Pine Creek walk of shame, right? That's true. (laughs) Very true. If you drop a Pine Creek, (laughs) 12 mile walk of shame out of there. (laughs) <laughs> oh man <laughs> okay so um, that last attempt was last year yeah back in uh, I think it was in July and then I wanted to come back in the fall and it, I even bought a plane ticket and everything and the weekend I was coming it was the same thing it was going to be those 50 mile, uh, mile an hour winds and I just I didn't end up even coming out because I didn't okay. want to deal with it gotcha okay so, and so then it was just hanging over your head and uh did you know this year was was going to be another attempt and uh did you do anything differently this year to prepare for whatever you were facing Um, so I figured this year I was going to start early like as soon as the snow was good um so that I had the whole summer so I could make as many attempts as I had to (laughs) okay Um, because I just wanted to get it done finally um and it's so hard for like coming from the east coast it's a pretty big deal to try to get fit and try to organize a trip yeah Um, so I just wanted to give myself as much of a chance as possible okay um and then I don't know I didn't I did my training a little bit differently but I don't know that I did anything specifically differently the one thing I did do was I went out and I fast packed the route first oh okay Um, by myself um I didn't do the whole thing start to finish I did the first two days with a friend um yep. and then like we had two cars so I got to go get a shower and food every night okay. um okay. but I did like the I think the back the last nine mountains by myself straight through okay. um Over and that was days. good just being out there alone um I meant to do it in three and then there were storms one day so I stopped early and added like okay. a morning so it was like three and a half days. Got it. Um, so I think that just helped my confidence just to like get the second half done by myself sequentially and like get to the fish hatchery yeah. <laughs> under my own power. Um, so how yeah. does one even train for something like this living in South Carolina? Um, not very easily. So... <laughs> I work basically from sunup till sundown with the horses. Okay. Um, but I, at the moment, I'm my own boss. So I have given myself the weekends off, which I never used to have. Okay. Um, so during the week, I literally run with my dogs down the road and they go for a swim and then we run back to the house and that's all I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the weekends, I would get up early Saturday morning, feed the horses. I'd ride one or two and then leave by like eight drive four hours up to Mount Mitchell um, and then <laughs> this is my routine I would start at noon and I would do 24 hours 
of repeats on the Woody Ridge Trail, which is this, it's like a two and a half mile trail with 3,000 feet of gain. Wow. Um, and I would do that till noon the next day. And then I'd drive four hours home and then I'd ride one or two horses and feed all the animals and go to bed. <laughs> and then oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was, is awesome. That was the only thing I could come up with. I was like, I need to get the gain. And I'm terrible at going overnight. So I was like, I'm just going to force myself to like make it routine to go overnight. Like make it so it's not a big deal. Yeah. And it, it's better at it. I wouldn't say wow. I love it, but. That is super impressive. Just that level of commitment. <laughs> how, how many times did you do this uh, 24 hour training run? I think I did it maybe four times. Okay. Um, Wow. And then I did one other FKT that I had to go overnight um, up in the Smoky Mountains. Got it. Um, that was, okay. it was like 70 miles or something. Okay. Um, so wow. that was my, yeah, that's the hardest thing for me is I, I'm scared of the dark and I'm scared of heights. So like <laughs> climbing alone <laughs> at night is, is a struggle for me. That um, makes it kind of yeah, tough. Was, yeah. Yeah. So I just tried to make it as, mundane is like so it was no big deal that's just what you do well there's nothing like facing your fears and your demons head on and just slaying that big dragon right yeah (laughs) (laughs) wow so if if you're scared of scared of the dark scared of being alone at night in the woods (laughs) which is you know I mean, everyone should be a little bit scared out there. I mean, there's wildlife, there's possibilities of storms rolling in, a million things can happen out in that Nolan's course at night. So, you know, if you're not a little bit afraid, you're probably a little bit crazy, but um, why did you choose to go unsupported? Why didn't you go with a friend? Um, it honestly is really hard to coordinate it all. Like I... I don't the other times I've brought crew they've come from the east coast because I just honestly don't know a lot of people out in Colorado. Okay. Um I'm trying to coordinate like their work schedules with when I could do it with and then getting the weather to cooperate was it was just a lot. Uh-huh. Um and I um <laughs> I think I might be faster without other humans around I don't know yeah, how to put yeah no I, like I had I mean the sweetest best crew in the world but I I think I'm almost more efficient when it's just me yeah yeah well I just talked recently with uh Joey Campanelli who also set the FKT for the men's uh uh Nolan's course as well and he kind of said the same thing he said you know if you set up aid stations and you're planning on stopping and chatting with people it just slows you down and breaks the rhythm and and gets you out of that flow state yeah yeah okay. he oh, he's had a record that yeah he's in a different league than me <laughs> yeah. pretty, impressive. Oh, pretty gnarly <laughs> I, can't I hope even that imagine. for a very very long time <laughs> incredible yeah super impressive so your yeah. thought was just uh you know go by yourself and and um less distractions and that way you can just kind of go faster and, and hopefully nail this thing out as fast as possible yeah and it honestly even the first couple times I did it like that's the way I've always dreamed of doing it like I I feel like that's sort of the the most aesthetic way of doing Nolan's like the yes something about it really appeals to me but I was never brave enough to try it I guess 
Okay. And I, I'm glad I did because I actually, I loved it. I absolutely mm-hmm. love being out there and having to be self-sufficient and just like, you're out there with whatever's on your back. Whatever happens, you just deal with it and you keep going. I mean, yeah. it was really, it gave me a lot of confidence to have gotten through all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was a really neat feeling. And so your attempts have been south to north? Uh, yes, all of them. Okay, explain to me, please. I mean, north to south, I believe, you know, Yale and Princeton are just big monoliths that are, you know, toward the end of the route and um, the crux of the whole route. So I know if you go north to south, that's something that people are normally direct. But um, what's your decision to, to stay with south to north? Um, I honestly did it mostly because of Princeton. Yeah. Um, because I trusted the weather closest to when I started. Like, I don't entirely trust the yes. forecast because um, it changes every day. And I knew Princeton's one mountain that you climb up and you're up there for like a couple hours on the ridge that you can't get off of. Um, so I wanted to make sure I had a good forecast because I have to do it. I want to say I tagged it at like 5 p.m. or something. So I'm up there like in the yeah. afternoon. Okay. Um, so I just wanted the most reliable forecast on that day, um, just to get that out of the way. Cause I don't feel like there's a way to bail. Like if a storm comes in, you're just stuck. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that was my thinking on that is I didn't want that to be the third day. And like, I don't trust the forecast three days out. Like (laughs) it changes every five minutes. So, and, uh, Princeton's gnarly. You don't want to take any risks up there. And uh, yeah, you, you definitely want to keep an eye on the weather when you're going up and over it. So uh, that totally makes sense. So if you were summoning Princeton at 5 p.m., you must have started early in the morning at like 4 or 5 a.m., I'm guessing? Uh, 6 a.m. Okay, so why so... did it start? Why the late yeah, start? I mean, normally... Um, at, you know, two, four in the morning and, and starting six, six a.m. seems like kind of a late start. Um, I don't know. I figured then I'd get a full night's sleep. I'd wake up with the sun. I'd still like. I wouldn't mess up my sleep patterns okay. at all Um, to wake up at five and then have an hour to get ready. And then you, you sort of the 60 hours would have you finishing at 6 p.m. the last yes. day. So you're using sort of maximizing your daylight. Um, it didn't make sense to add more darkness okay. if I didn't have to. Okay, makes sense. Or that was my thinking. I don't know. The first time I started, I started at 1 a.m. because I was so worried about Princeton. And that, I don't know. I didn't get far enough to know if that affected sure. me or not. But <laughs> I figured you can go faster when there's daylight. Okay. So I just used as much of it as Got possible. It. Got it. Okay. And so um, I'm guessing you camped at uh, Blank's Cabin the night before your start? Yeah, just in the car. Um, I just have a mattress in the back of the car. For sure. And so um, (laughs) nothing nothing too too fancy. fancy. No, I get it. I'm just trying to picture this unsupported. So um, did you camp by yourself and then leaving your car there and somehow you got to get back to your car at the end of this? No, so I actually, um, my best friend just moved to Colorado. Mm. So he, I left my car at the fish hatchery. 
um, because he was maybe not going to be there when I finished. Um, And then I camped in his car at Blank's. And then he had to go do a bunch of stuff while I was running. So he was there at the finish, luckily, which was really nice. But we weren't totally sure. So I just left my car and my keys there. (laughs) So you sort of had someone in the area, but you must have planned that you wanted to do this unsupported. You didn't really want or need his help. And this was going to be a solo project. Did you see him at all out there during, um, during this almost 60 hours? Um, I actually, I saw him, he and a bunch of friends hiked up Missouri Gulch, um, one of my friends was climbing their first 14 or so I kind of passed them. I came down Belford off trail and kind of passed them as they were just starting up Missouri, but I went on ahead. Um, so I got a little bit of cheering squad there. And then I saw them. There was one, I was like crossing a river or something and they were in their cars cheering for me, but I, I didn't take any aid or anything. I mean, they were very careful not sure. to come near me. Um, they were just my my cowbell. They were just <laughs> <laughs> screaming for me, and that was it. Um, but yeah, they were very careful not to interact enough that it would affect it. Awesome. So yeah, if you don't mind, just like walk me through, um, you know, the kind of the short version of the sixty hours. Um, I mean, did you? Were you feeling good at the beginning as you're going up uh, Shavano and Tabawash? Or, are you feeling like you're you're dropping into this flow state, like Joey Campanelli said, or is this? Are you just feeling like it's just? A oh, moment? I did not. <laughs> so I don't know how Joey was in a flow for forty hours. That's that amazing. is amazing. Um, <laughs> and actually, Megan Hicks said something before I started. She's like, "Oh, it's so hard to go slow at the beginning of Nolan's because you just feel yeah. so good." And I get out there, I'm like, "Who feels good climbing a fourteener?" <laughs> Like, I never feel good. <laughs> but, no, so I started, what I do? I started up Shivano and like, maybe two or three minutes before I started, this guy showed up. I thought maybe he was running it, too. He had a big pack on and a watch and everything. And he shows up right at 6 o'clock and is like, or like a few minutes before. And like, starts his watch and like, gets rolling. Um, I don't know who he was, but I started like two minutes after him. And he was running up the trail and he kept looking back and was like very concerned that I was still behind him. And so I kind of made it a game in my head that I was just going to like mess with his head the whole way up. <laughs> and I kind of chased him up and I went, I cut across like as soon as you can see the saddle to Shivano. Um, and he went on the trail and he did beat me to the top, which makes me question my route because um, we were going about the same pace. Um, but he was, I just kind of played a game with him on the way up and then I beat him to tab. Um, and then yeah, I dropped down tab. I made it across Brown's Creek without getting wet, which oh, nice. was good. Yeah. Um, and then I always struggle up Antero for some mm-hmm. reason. Um, once I get to the little road, it's like that loose dirt and I always get in a bad mood and trudge up that. So <laughs> I kind of. I wasn't in the flow state for that. I was kind of grumbling. Glad I'm not doing um, But then I no. <laughs> tagged Dantero, Um And every everything I tagged, I was faster than the year before. I was like, I don't know. I kept just beating my splits and beating my splits by 10 minutes, 15 okay. minutes. Like, 
and drinking time and i'm not sure how did you have um, splits like written down that you were shooting for like someone else's splits from a previous attempt um so what i did was <laughs> sorry megan i took megan <laughs> yeah. and i said i'm so i was the only woman that i had to like base myself off of it's not i love megan Absolutely. to death it's not anything to do with no, her like I she's did it. i've done the same thing um but I wasn't going to take Joey Campanelli's bits, <laughs> I can tell you that much. <laughs> like, uh, so I took her splits and I subtracted, I don't know, like two, three, five minutes off each peak. And then I rounded the numbers so that they were always like two o'clock or 3.15. Like I never did 3.51 or something. Like I made them very sure. simple um, so I wouldn't have to do math while I was out there. Um, and I just wrote that on my leg. Um, just so I didn't have to pull out my phone. I could just literally look at my leg as I was hiking. Um, and I just kept beating them and beating them. And I ended up with like a two hour cushion on, I think my splits were made for 58 hours. So I was, I was way ahead in the beginning. Um, and I don't know how, like, I don't feel like I was going that much faster than I normally do. It just, were you pacing yourself? Everything just kind of worked out. Intentionally going a little slower. No, I mean, no, I was just doing what was comfortable. Like I was never pushing enough that I was out of breath, but I tried to keep my feet moving so I wasn't wasting time. Um, I don't know. Like I never, I never was like, oh, I'm crushing this. Like I'm doing awesome. Except the clock kept saying I was. Okay. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Good thing. Yeah. So how did you come down off of Antero? I backed so the first two times two years I did it, I literally just dropped off the summit and it was terrible. It's yeah, like this big loose rocks and it takes for it looks like a better line, but it takes forever. So I just backtracked and went. They built a little mining trail um that I think saved like ten minutes easily. And then you just drop down the switchbacks, like straight down the middle of oh, them. So so you're it's not taking the road it's a mining trail you come back to the little saddle where people park yep. um and then there's a mining trail that goes off to the right okay gotcha gotcha um that's new from last year like they were working on it last year but it wasn't done so it goes down a good little ways like you used to have to take a goat trail across that part right i remember um a little higher up okay. and now it kind of takes you you can actually run down it okay so it saved probably i would say 10 to 15 minutes just in that part nice. from the other years okay um and then i just down like through the gully straight through the switchbacks and hit the road and run down that got it okay and then um, into alpine so cemetery was... from there yep and then up princeton um way did you go up princeton yeah princeton went i go up so i go up to the little valley cut across the creek and then you go up is it the south ridge okay the, the ridge yep is that you walk up like that grassy there's like a grassy spine that goes all the way to a little saddle up on the ridge yes. gotcha and then you have um so i did that and i oh my god i've gotten to the top of there and cried like a couple times when I was first scouting a couple of years ago because you, you know that one spot where you have to do the little bit of climbing at the top yeah yeah so I didn't I don't climb 
So I've definitely made some phone calls from the top of there. Oh, wow. <laughs> Very upset because I couldn't figure out how to get down. <laughs> but I have I have my one little route now where you like just skirt around all of that and it's no big deal at all. So I found that pretty quickly and got around and it, it went pretty well. So you it were wasn't too bad good when you got to the top of Princeton. Yeah, and I was, I mean, I want to say I was like 30 or 40 minutes ahead of ahead of schedule at that point. So I was yeah. Cool. Pretty surprised that that was happening. Um, and I kind of kept checking my watch. And... Sorry? I was just wondering from Princeton, did you take the um, Northeast Ridge down to the Colorado Trail? Um, I did partway, and then I dropped down a gully, which was not planned. Okay. Um, I started down my usual route where I sort of zigzag. Mm-hmm across the rock face um and then i i did this a lot on the route where i just like would get halfway down a route and be like no i want to see what's over there and i would go do something that i had never scouted which was idiotic <laughs> so i ended up just going straight down yeah. the gully and i was loose rocks and it was terrible but apparently it was really fast everybody was really impressed with how fast i got down but i i think i took probably half the mountain down with me um <laughs> it was so loose <laughs> so i don't know I don't know. I feel like people can follow my track, but I'm not sure I would recommend a lot of the things I did. Sure. Um, Cause I made some, pretty, <laughs> I made some bad decisions and they weren't stuff that I had planned, which was kind of odd. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, no, I'm always interested in the routes people take on Princeton too, because it's so gnarly and I've just been up and like, I've scouted the mountain with friends a handful of different ways. And it's just crap every single direction when, and, you know, I've gotten really hung up out there and I've gotten friends that have been even more hung up. And so it, uh, I'm always interested in the route people take up and down Princeton. I've gotten on some pretty sketchy stuff out there too. Um, so I did the route that I like is um, Jared Campbell's route down that he did with okay. I think with Gary Robbins um so that's usually what I take but this time I sort of got halfway down it and was like oh well that way looks faster and <laughs> just, <laughs> you're not something you should do on Princeton ever yeah, yeah. Okay. but I survived cool so <laughs> all right and then down into Avalanche normally that's where I'm hoping for some sort of aid or some people some friendly faces but you you nixed all of that and just kept going up Yale. Yeah, so I got to Avalanche and I was planning last year I went up Denny Creek. Um, like I walked up the road three miles and then did the trail. And I was kind of planning on doing that again because it was it's a little longer, but it's so easy and you just kind of like sleepwalk yeah. it. Um totally. But I got there so early, like I was I think an hour ahead of when I was planning to get there and there was still daylight. So, so I made another random decision and I went up Hughes Gulch because um, I figured oh, I could get nice. through, the, through the woods during daylight. And that actually, I liked that route. I have no complaints about that. That was, it's so pretty up there and it just kind of goes straight. You scouted that? Sorry? You scouted that before? I had, I've done it twice. Um, okay. And I, I like the top part of it. I was a little worried navigating the woods in the dark but i didn't have to i got to do it during daylight so that's why i would have i would have nixed it if it had been dark i think well you must have just been crushed if you were heading up you know and it was light out if you started at 6 a.m hats off to you you must have been moving really fast 
Yeah, I don't, I honestly, I was like, I must be in some kind of time warp. Like there's something, I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, I don't know how I'm here this early, but (laughs) it happened. So yeah, it was good. Okay. And then, um, so Yale, you must've gotten up there in the dark. And then did you take the Alpine or the uh, airplane gully down? Yes. Yep. I uh, cut across and took that down. And then I, I actually followed Joey's track and went across the bridge, which is a little longer, yep. but it saved me from having wet feet. Yep, so that was for sure. It. And then I went up the, just the straight way up Columbia, up the nose. Um, but I got lot. I like, <laughs> I kept drifting left. I was like, I don't need to pull out Gaia. Like I know this route so well. And I kept drifting to the left and I was like, oh, it's not even that steep this time. Like I must feel really good. It doesn't feel that bad this time. And it turns out it wasn't that steep because I wasn't going up the ridge. I was like going sideways. <laughs> so I wasted a bunch of time like trying to climb the wrong side of Columbia. And I had to backtrack and correct that. But I got up eventually. And it was dark at that point, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, I think, that yeah, time. that was the one summit I didn't take a picture of because it was pitch black at the top. And I was like, there's no distinguishing feature. I'm going to take a picture of a rock. There's no uh-huh. Okay. So that's the one summit I don't have any record of, but I promise I went. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, did you take the way where you're looking for the wheelbarrow, that rusty wheelbarrow to drop down into uh, that basin before you head up to Harvard? Or do you have any other quick ways going up Harvard? Yeah, no, I went wide on the grass and definitely went past the wheelbarrow. Um, Just because I feel like I'm not great on the rocks, so I didn't stay close to Rabbit Ridge. That just, okay. I feel like that's slower for me personally. Um, so yeah, I went wide and went up Harvard. Harvard went well. I, I've gotten lost, not lost up there, but like had a little trouble route finding in the past, but I aced it this time, which is good. Okay. And was that early in the morning? That was, the sun was coming up. Yeah. As I crossed a sort of rabbit ridge the sun came up okay got it so okay and how are you feeling at this point um I was still pretty good I felt like I stayed awake yeah. all night fairly well um I had a bunch of instant coffee with me so I was definitely buzzing a little bit um yeah. but yeah my I mean my legs felt great and I I was in pretty good spirits so and what are you eating to, up till this point what did I what? What are you eating or drinking up to this point? Um, I used a lot of scratch, um, like okay. liquid calories. And then I had some Pringles. I had some oatmeal cream pies. I think I had two of the spring energy, like gels or whatever they are. Okay. Um, I think that's about it. I'm not a very good eater. I'm much better if I can just drink my calories. Yeah. Okay. So I did a lot of a lot of liquid calories. Okay. Okay. And instant okay. coffee. Yes, I brought tons of that. That was that was key. <laughs> and those things are strong. They weigh nothing and they will wake you up for like three days. <laughs> They're great. Okay. Okay. But... I might write that one down. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay so then from Yale let's see what's after Yale then you're heading uh down to Pine Creek 
or excuse me, not Yale. Uh, so after Harvard, then you're heading down to Pine yes. Creek and heading up Oxford. Yeah, so I got lost in the woods going down to Pine Creek, which is dumb. I've okay. I've done that so many times, and I usually find an awesome line. And this time, I like started to get a little disoriented, and I couldn't find the goat trails, and I I felt like I wasted a lot of time in there. Um, okay. And then I took my shoes off to go across Pine Creek. It was the one spot oh, okay. early on that you couldn't just skip across and stay dry. So um, your feet were dry up till that. Yeah, so I had this, so my biggest problem that I dealt with during the whole run was before I started, my plan was I was only going to bring one pair of socks, which was so stupid. Definitely bring extra socks if you do this. <laughs> um, okay. So I had a bunch of blister pads and tape and everything in my pack, but I knew that I had to walk across Pine Creek, so I didn't want to put all that on before then because then it like messes up your socks and stuff. Um, so I just put a ton of glide on my feet, which I don't do in training runs. I don't know why I thought this was brilliant. So I like, I mean, like lubed up my feet. And so I was, I'm starting up Shivano and it was like a slip and slide. Like I couldn't stay in my shoes and my socks were slipping down. Like, <laughs> I mean, literally like every five minutes I'd have to pull up my gaiters and pull up my socks and then I'd go for five more minutes. Okay. Oh, the heels have slipped down again and I'd have to pull up my socks again. So I started to get really frustrated. And I think I was going up tab and I reached down and I grabbed my sock and I yanked on it and the whole thing ripped and like the whole heel. ripped. Oh no. So I had an exposed oh, heel no. for like the first half of the run. Um, oh. So I got to pine and it blistered, but it like wasn't that bad. I got to pine and take, go to peel my sock off and it like peeled off all the skin on my heel so I had this Aww. huge wound, but I luckily had, I had blister pads and I had a bunch of tape and stuff. And so I went through the water and then I like cleaned it up and taped it up Okay. and it, okay. I mean, it hurt, but it wasn't, it never was debilitating, which is amazing. Um, Cause that sure. could have been the end of my run. If, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so how long did you take to patch your foot up? Was it just like five minutes or did you have to wait for 10, 20 minutes to let your feet dry? Uh, no, probably five minutes. I was pretty quick about it. Um, I had okay. the, what is it, the tensoplast, whatever that stuff is they sell in Europe. That's awesome. That sticks even if your skin is wet. Um, so I just wrapped okay. it up in that and it, it held for the rest of it. So Got thank it. goodness. Okay. <laughs> that could have been, yeah. that could have been the end of it for sure okay all right and then um up oxford um i've gotten a little bit lost going up that way and just ended up having to bushwhack through just a bunch of junk that i didn't want to be in. at the bottom um at the bottom yeah Yeah, i messed up that line too i got i think after the first night i like i got disoriented and i had a hard time following anything so I did a lot of wandering around. So it took me a while to sort of find that little goat trail that goes up to the right. Um, okay. Yep, yep. But then once I was up in the clear stuff, it was I just went straight to the top and it was fine. Awesome. Okay. And are you still feeling okay at this point? You're a day and a half in. Yeah, like my legs felt I had no issues with my legs. My legs felt great the whole time. I was a little bit maybe low energy just because I don't eat very well. Um, but during the 
I don't know. Once the sun was up, it kind of cheers you up and wakes you up a little bit. Definitely. Yeah. And um, are you listening to music or audiobooks or anything along the way, or are you just going silent? Um, I had three of those little iPod shuffles, like the really tiny ones. Um, yep. And they lasted yep. me until until I started up Massive. So oh, wow. okay. I had music the whole way until the very last mountain. And then I had to tell myself jokes and sing to myself the rest of the way. <laughs> hey, that works so. when, you're, uh, when you're sleep deprived and loony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had, I awesome. had it blasted. Okay. But, and then Oxford to Belfer, that's pretty easy. And yep. um, which way did you take up Missouri? So I, this was another thing that I didn't really plan. Um, I mean, I sort of planned. I had scouted it and I've done it before, but I just went, I tagged Belford and then I kept walking like a hundred yards and then just dropped straight down that hill to the trail, like to the Missouri trail junction. Okay. Oh, okay. So you went past, uh, okay. Up the standard trail. Yeah. And I, I don't know that it was faster. It probably wasn't, um, but it was easy. Like it was very simple. Yeah. And I didn't have to think. Yep. Just for safety's sake. Yeah. You can kind of shut your mind off yeah. and just go up a trail for a while. That feels pretty good. And then Joey told me to just drop off Missouri through <laughs> the loose dirt. And I got up there and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it the way Joey did it. And I got up there and looked down and I was like, I'm not going to do it the way Joey did it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm not. I was just up there. I'm not that brave. Uh, maybe on fresh legs. Uh, with okay, another. Human. I was just up there a couple weeks ago, <laughs> and I, it looked like I, I I had seen where you could you could tell people had gone down that way, but it looks really really bad. And you know, there, if you just keep on going, you know, another half a mile, you can just follow that trail down Missouri. Yeah, and yeah. yeah I, I just backtracked and went down like on the grass on the trail. Okay. Um, okay. Got it. So maybe not, if I ever do it again, maybe I'll be brave enough to try that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it looks a little gnarly. And yeah, I mean, it would just be another one where I'm dumping my shoes out down at the bottom. Yeah. Well, and then I figured that once you get to the bottom, you basically have to go half a mile to get to the trail anyway. So why not just do it on trail on the top? I yeah. don't know. I was trying yeah, to 100%. calculate the difference, but. Okay. Um, cool. And then down to Cloacy Lake. Yep. And then I started up here on and everything was great. And I got up to the rocks and there were all these tents up there. And I was like, God, what are these people doing up here? Like they must be, I don't know, studying the rocks or the water or something. There were like five or six tents and some guys sitting around. And I'm like walking up the rocks. And I'm all excited that I get to say hi to them and see what they're doing. And I keep going and keep going. And I got there and there's nothing there. So I had spent oh, yes. like an hour hallucinating that these people were sitting out in their little kitchen. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's so interesting. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. You know, I had the same hallucination one time when I was running Leadville. I, I hallucinated that there was like 100 people pitching like 100 different tents I'm like, that's weird that all these people are pitching tents at like five in the morning. And then the closer I got, the, they weren't even there. Yeah, I saw tent. I mean, tents all over the place, like even coming down massive, like every big rock 
was somebody's tent and there was even like one big tent with a little tent next to it and I'm like oh he even has a tent for his kid like, <laughs> and I was like oh wait that's a rock like you guys <laughs> so, uh, starting to and that was at nighttime um it was I got into Winfield at 7 30 so it was probably I don't know four in the afternoon oh, maybe okay. so it wasn't dark yet okay, okay. um wasn't dark yet Okay. But I was definitely <laughs> surprised at that point. Awesome. So you're already hallucinating going up here on. And then, yeah, you just take the standard trail down to Winfield. And how are you feeling at that point? Um, besides hallucinating? And I was a little tired at that point. Um, I think I walked a lot of the road and just forced myself to eat. Like I knew. Mm, good idea. I knew my brain was going a little bit. And I like my legs didn't hurt or anything. I was just just low energy um so i think i ate all my pringles then and some i had some chocolate covered pretzels and stuff like that and then i i decided i needed to sleep before i went up la plata um okay so i went through winfield went down the road maybe another mile and i found Mm -hmm. you know when the squirrels chip all the bark off the trees and it makes like that little nice little mattress i found one of those (laughs) Uh, on the oh, side nice. of the road and I just curled up for I think I set my alarm for 45 minutes um okay but I didn't sleep at all I just sat there and shivered uh, so it was really frustrating oh, no. it was a total waste of time okay that stinks um so then I got up went up La Plata which was okay it was dark at that point and it's there's so many false summits on that like I I felt like I did okay oh, yeah. going up and then I turned around to come down and I was so tired and disoriented I couldn't figure out how to get off the mountain okay. so I I probably wasted another 45 minutes just like everything looked like a trail and nothing was a trail and it all went to like the side of the cliff or to I mean they just went nowhere where they just stopped and I couldn't find yeah. the main trail down so I just like wandered around for a while there I saw another tent which I think was real. I think it was real. I'm not sure. <laughs> at <laughs> like it was. it was at like 30, 13, 5, 13, 7. So okay. I think that one was real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I yeah, so I probably I wasted 45 minutes not sleeping and then probably 45 minutes lost. And then I finally found my way down. Um and I lay down again. I figured out if I had all my clothes on. Like my rain pants, down jacket, raincoat, everything. If I hiked really hard, I'd get really hot. And then I could lay down. Like I didn't even take my pack off. I literally just like flopped in the dirt and slept for like, I don't know, five to seven minutes. And then I'd start shivering and wake myself up. But I did that probably three or four times. Um, I got like little cat naps that definitely helped. But my tracker died, so (laughs) I had the Garmin Mini, um, and I only brought two battery packs, which I thought would be enough, but I was going down La Plata, and I did one of those flop on the grounds right next to a creek at like 2 a.m., and my Garmin died. So that was the last thing that anybody saw was me in a creek, (laughs) not moving. Uh, Oh, no. Um, but luckily, my phone still worked. Did you have family so. or friends that were following you? Yeah, I had posted the link to the Nolan's Facebook page. 
Um, okay. So, like, okay. everybody on there I was following, and then met Alana, and Jake, and, like, a bunch of my friends. And they're like, oh, she's laying in a creek somewhere, and she didn't move for, like, 10 oh, minutes, and no. now the tractor stopped. <laughs> so, oh. I think they were a little bit worried. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. But I had, I got service again on Bull Hill. So I was able to text and say that I was still moving. Um, okay, got it. Okay. So, and so how are you feeling by the time you get up to Bull Hill and you're heading up Albert? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you're not having any thoughts of, of quitting or stopping, but like, how is, how's your headspace? How's your body feeling? Um, once the sun came up, I kind of perked up again. Um, I was still okay. like a little disoriented. Like I'd practiced yeah. the lines a bunch of times. I had them saved in Gaia if I needed it. And I like, I would get places and be like, I don't know where to go. I mean, like when I got to the top of Massive oh. and looked down, I was like, I don't recognize any of this. Like, I don't, I just mm. stood there for like, five minutes and then I got worried that I had like climbed the wrong summit and I got I mean just like really just a mess in my head I couldn't get my thing to work yeah yeah um, okay but no I was I was in good spirits once I once the sun came up and I knew I had two more peaks I was I was like oh I'm gonna finish this no problem and the problem was that I was ahead on my splits and then I kind of lost my sense of urgency because I was like oh I can just I can walk it in and I'll still finish it. That's okay. a terrible thing to think, but it's hard to like push yourself into yeah. that tired and you're like, I don't really have to run. I can still just finish. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was, yeah. especially without my music, I, it took some, some <laughs> talking to myself to get myself to move a little faster. For sure. So how much running were you actually doing out there? Were you being cognizant of, of trying to run the flats and the downhills whenever possible or yeah, or I mean, how much running versus walking? I jogged. I wouldn't say I like, I thought I would be running a little faster than I was. Like when I did the Colorado trail after Princeton, I, my pack was a bit heavier than I'm used to because I had all my food and everything. Um, so I, I definitely ran the flats and the downhills and then I'd get to like a 5% grade uphill and I'd be like, Oh my God, this pack's so heavy. and blah. Yeah. Like it, which I wouldn't yeah. do normally, but I was, it was just like that much extra effort. I was like, Oh, this is kind of hard. <laughs> so yeah, that did yeah. slow me down a bit, but I ran, I definitely got to the road at the base of Albert and ran down that, um, all the way to like the river. So I was still, I was still moving okay, okay. but good, and then I did the good. same thing coming down Elbert. I went down, I like backtracked and went down that gully, um, the yeah. way that Jared goes, and it was the same thing. I practiced it probably six times, and like I know exactly where to go, and I got did like the easy part at the top, and then I got to the little part that's sort of not great rock, and I'm like. Oh, you know, Joey went over there to the right. Like, I wonder what's over there. And so middle of my descent, I like completely changed gears and I cut across the gully to try to see where Joey went, which was just stupid. <laughs> and I go from like yeah. these baseball, I mean, bigger than baseball, but like safe sized loose rocks and I'm cutting across and they're like car sized loose rocks. And I'm like, I've made it all the way to Elbert. 
and this is how I'm gonna die. Like this was the dumbest thing I've oh, ever no. done. And I just I mean I just kept doing things like that where I would just like in the middle of something I'd be like, no, I'm gonna go over there. I've never been there before, but we're gonna see what it's like. <laughs> like and I don't know why. Yeah. It just it, it just wasn't oh. what I planned and it wasn't always great. <laughs> So did you have uh, Joey's GPX file that you were curious about? Or how did you know he went that way while you were oh, out there? I did. I, sorry, Joey. I stole it off his Strava. <laughs> just for, oh, just yeah, out yeah. of curiosity. Okay. Like I wasn't planning on doing any of those things. But then I was like, well, he obviously yeah. knew what he was doing. I'm going to go see where he went. And like, it, yeah, it wasn't the best plan. Okay. Um, but he did have. So did you have G? Sorry? did you have GPX files of uh, several different routes that people had taken so that you kind of had a choice while you're out there um, or did you just have one GPX? File? No, I have, Oh, I should send you my guy. I have like 30 of them on there and most of them are mine. Oh, really? um, I mean, like I've okay. done, we did Yale probably five times this year, different routes up and down. Um, so I just oh, had wow. almost too many choices. Um, Got it. Okay. And I kept, I couldn't make up my mind. Um, so I did, I posted my Strava like publicly and people can steal it if they want. I would not recommend it. Like the general gist is okay, but I wouldn't take the actual specific lines um, because they Got were okay. poorly executed. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, <laughs> All right. And then, so you make it up to Massive and you've got to be feeling pretty good at that point. Um, did you know that you were going to make it in under 60 or was there any um, nervousness or hesitation? And did you bomb down because you were worried about it? Um, no, I knew I was going to make it. I think, so I lost my two hour cushion. I was on like 56 hour pace for a while before Huron, before I started hallucinating. Okay. I lost those two hours when I was like trying to sleep and got lost and all that stuff but I was still okay I think I was still well under 58 hour pace like I yeah. I made up time going up Elbert and I got back under my my original splits um so yeah I knew going up that I was definitely I thought I could definitely get under 58 um okay so it was yeah I had to talk myself into into still marching along because I kind of wanted to try to get that point <laughs> and I had no music so I'm like telling myself the dumbest jokes and like talking I saw a white marmot and it, there was a goat that came up to me a couple of times so I like had chats with them and cheered myself up um. <laughs> but but at that point you know that the FKT is within reach and you've got to be feeling pretty awesome about yourself yeah, I was pretty excited. I mean, it was kind of surreal to to yeah. actually finish it. it was, I'm sure, yeah. It took a little while to sink in, but. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can only imagine. And then, you know, I've never made, from going south to north, I've never made it to those last couple peaks. But, you know, in terms of mileage, Massive, well, La Plata, Mass, uh, Albert, and Massive all seem like big, big, monstrous peaks, and they're you know, sort of like more mileage than some of the other peaks too. Um, 
how were you feeling before you tackled those last three? Were was there any dread or anything? Like when I talk to Joey, he's just like, oh no, at that point I knew I, I pretty much had it in the bag because last three are easy. Oh, I honestly I've never made it past Winfield, so I was like, oh, I'm just gonna get to Winfield. I'm just gonna get to Winfield, and then I got there and I was like, oh my god, there's a lot left. Like yeah. it was, yeah, it was a lot left. I think I didn't, I didn't feel like I was definitely going to get it until I saw the summit of Elbert probably like until I was on wow. Bull Hill and I could see that I just had to tag Elbert okay. and go down and go up massive and I'd get it but wow. La Plata kind of threw me okay. for a loop because I was I spent a lot of time up there just walking in circles <laughs> yeah. I've heard other people say the same thing yeah like I've heard sleep deprived people go just wandering around up there yeah and they go down the wrong way and I've heard a bunch of people no. descend it like in very odd ways for sure okay and then uh so you made it down to fish hatchery in the women's fkt unsupported 57 hours and change i saw a picture it looked like you were opening a bottle of champagne at the bottom oh so i did not know anybody was going to be there like i kind of thought tj and jake would be there and then i mean there were probably 10 or 15 people probably 10 people Oh, wow. But yeah, Megan nice. came and Alana and oh, Hannah cool. Green um, and wow. my friend Lynn. There are a bunch of people. Yeah, they were awesome. They like, really supportive. Uh, so that's so cool. And it was, I mean, it's yeah, ex- the- extra nice to have Megan there. She's been just awesome. She's incredible. Oh yeah, to just pass the torch off. That's that's a beautiful moment right there. Yeah, and I I think she's gonna maybe go for it later this year. I hope. And I honestly, I hope she steals oh, it right wow. back. I hope she goes out and just crushes yeah. it because, I mean, yeah. she's an incredible athlete and definitely a good athlete. She is, yeah. Right? Yeah, and that's what it's all about, you know? I mean, sure, I might have set the FKT, but someone else is going to come along and beat it, and hats off to them because just doing that line is, oh. is no joke. That yeah, is, for sure. That's legit. I mean, it honestly, that's the fun cool. part for me was is chasing it, is chasing the time, and then once I have it, like, whatever somebody else can go do that and have fun too <laughs> yeah, like I don't, yeah, I don't absolutely. need to keep it by any means I, that part doesn't bother me at all that's cool but, and then so what happened afterwards I mean I imagine you celebrated a little bit but did you sleep right away did you eat a big celebration meal what happened um trying to think I took a shower which was amazing <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um at the laundromat and then oh yeah in Leadville that's classy yeah <laughs> yeah very classy <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm taking showers there that's why I know <laughs> oh that's that's actually I like the one in Buena Vista better but yeah oh, it's either it's either Wally Lala's or it's yeah the Mexican laundromat in Leadville <laughs> but you can get tacos while you do your laundry so I mean how oh, can you good that, call. right okay yep yep <laughs> Um, and then we went to we got pizza, and that was that, uh, high mountain. <laughs> that's a good celebration meal right there. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. what what happened with sleep? I mean, you're two days sleep deprived at that point. Did, um, when did you finally make it to bed? Um, I am trying to think what we did that night. Oh, we camped at Half Moon. Okay. I think I just went to bed at like a regular time, woke up at sunrise. It okay. sort of, it almost took a day or two to really hit me. Like yeah. I, today, I I mean, I passed out. I worked till two o'clock and then I slept till 
I don't know, for two or three hours before I called you. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of been a couple of days of me just being a bit of a zombie. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, well-deserved. You get to be a zombie for a few days. You've earned yeah. the right. <laughs> <laughs> well, congrats. Hats off to you. That's just an amazing accomplishment. Um, you know, I, I hope it to make to make it from one end to the other at some point or another. Oh, uh, you will. I, oh, I will eventually. I know. Like I said, it's just been hanging over my head. Um, do you I know have any plans <laughs> for anything in the future? Um, I was supposed to go back to Europe and do Monta Rosa again, but that's obviously canceled. Um, canceled. So I'm, I don't know. I really want to do something else awesome. And I'm trying to, I got a list, but yeah. I'm trying to figure out which one is the one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, no hurry. You just accomplished an amazing feat. So it's not like you need to rush into anything, but when I, when I talked to Joey, like, uh, I think two days after he had set his FKT, he went and, and climbed not quite all of, but almost all of uh, Holy Cross. Like oh, I went up with him. So okay. I hiked with him. That was two days before I started. Oh, my oh, God. Cool. He, you couldn't even tell that he had run Nolan's. Like, oh, he that blows me away. Oh, I wanted to kill him. He was like bounding up the mountain like a little kid. Oh and I'm like <laughs> huffing and puffing behind him trying to pretend that I'm not dying and I'm just like not a good sign if he's that fresh afterwards and I'm this pathetic beforehand like Uh, (laughs) it just makes me sick (laughs) he is not human I don't know how he does it (laughs) so two days afterwards you didn't go climbing any more 14ers to celebrate no honestly my feet are so torn up I have like I haven't put sneakers on yet I had to put riding boots on this morning and it was it was not pretty. It was okay. a struggle. Um, so it might be another week or so before I can actually like properly walk with shoes on. For sure. Wow. Well, please take your time, rest up, heal up. Don't do anything crazy. Let your body heal. But uh, yeah, hats off to you. Congrats. I mean, just an amazing, amazing accomplishment. I, I just have such admiration for anyone who even attempts that thing even if they only make it you know half a dozen peaks it's still a big accomplishment but yeah you just went out there and killed it so congrats well took me a while yeah (laughs) yeah do you think you'll ever go back because i mean you wasted 45 minutes here and there do you have any desire to go back and and shorten that time up or is it like a one and done type thing Uh I was thinking about that the other day. If somebody beat me by just like an hour or two, it would be really tempting. Yes. Um, Because I do, I do think I have like a couple more hours that I could shave off. Sure. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not ruling it out. Yeah. I really, like, I really love that line and I, I know it so well now and I, hopefully can make better decisions if I go another (laughs) number five number five might be a little cleaner than number four (laughs) hey it's all about progress not perfection you know we learn as we go so (laughs) I think that's that's pretty cool yeah well thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me I think that you're like in a Hardy's parking lot stealing their wi-fi right now I am I actually I I don't even have internet at my house. So oh, wow. I had, to, <laughs> I had to drive to the closest little 
fast food place and steal it from them. Oh, well, um, thank you so much for taking the time to drive down to Hardee's and, and chat with us. I really appreciate it. Oh, no worries. Thanks for calling. Uh, absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. hey, one more time, congrats to you. Um, super proud of you and just really inspired by what you did. And uh, hopefully we'll see you on the trail at some point. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much. It's great to talk All to you. All right. Sarah Hansel, thank you so much. Talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, guys, there it is. Can you imagine being out there for almost 60 hours all by yourself? Uh, just you, the mountains, maybe a little music, some heavy breathing, and that's about it. Uh, it's just, uh, I just love uh, romanticizing the idea of it. Nolan's 14. It, uh, it's, it's something else, and I love hearing about it. I hope you guys do too. Uh, Sarah just seems like, uh, you know, another beautiful person who likes to get out in the mountains and do big things, you know, and I, I can identify with that, and I really appreciate that. So that's it. I uh, hope you guys have a great week. Again, if you want to support this podcast, um, you can uh, like us, you can share it, you can leave me a review. Anything you guys can do to help is uh, much appreciated. And uh, hit me up. You can find me at big-things-crewing.com. I'm on all the social medias. Somewhere or another, you can find me. I'm out there, baby. So that's about it. Life is short. Do big things.